This is Know Your Foe, your weekly in-depth look at the Jets' 2018 opponents. have a third and ten. Here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered for the touchdown. It was Vaughn Miller with the strip sack. Brady, the pressure from behind, gets rid of it. Oh, Harkowski left alone. Breaks off the tackle, and he's in for the touchdown. And now, here's your host, Michael Mania. Hello, and welcome back to the Turn on the Jets Familiar Bow podcast. I'm your host, Michael Mania, and... The Jets get back in the win column, beating the Bills in Buffalo as Sam Darnold leads the incredible fourth quarter comeback. Of course, this hurts the Jets' draft position as the Jets fall from number one to number five. They would be number one if they lost this game, but Sam Darnold leads the comeback. And we told ourselves we'd be okay with from the very beginning. Uh, Sam Darnold being the main reason that the Jets win the game. Uh, the coaching tried to make things hard on him. Uh, they were run first. They didn't let him get too many opportunities. The receivers didn't help him. But Sam Darnold comes through and plays a phenomenal game against the Bills to pick up the win. So moving into week 15, the Jets are going to come back home for their final two home games of the year, starting this week with the Houston Texans. Next week, they're going to play the Packers at home. But it's going to be the Texans this week. And Houston comes in with their nine-game winning streak coming to an end as they lost to the Colts at home, 21-24. to So the Texans uh, are playing for a first-round bye right now. They're tied at 9-4 and for that second seed with the New England Patriots. So these games are huge for the Texans. The Jets are not getting a complacent team here. The Houston really needs to get these wins as they try to pick up a first-round bye. So this is going to be a huge game for the Texans coming in here. So let's look at some of the matchups, uh, important matchups the Jets are going to see here as we go through this, this final stretch of the season and Hope for the Jets to get some positive developments going into next season. So one matchup that really sticks out to me, and this is one actually on a really early episode of Know Your Foe before the season, uh, one of the matchups that stuck out to me as one of the most interesting over the course of the season, and that's Jermaine Johnson against DeAndre Hopkins. And it, it comes at an interesting time for Johnson. He struggled early in the year. Uh, he missed a lot of time due to injury in the middle of the season, but He's got, gotten a little bit better over the past few weeks. He's now got three picks over the past two games, and his coverage has been much better in those games. Of course, he's going against not such great offensive competition, uh, playing against Josh Allen and the Bills last week, and then the week before, Marcus Mariota and the Titans. Not the most prolific passing attacks that you're going to see in today's NFL, but this week is going to be a huge test for Johnson, and it's games like this, matchups like this, that get guys like Jermaine Johnson, physical press corners, gets guys like them paid the big money. And Johnson, of course, in particular, the big money. Matchups like this, where the Jets could rely on him to take a huge weapon, a primary weapon for the Texans out of the game, like Hopkins. So it's been a really good season for Hopkins so far. He comes into this game top 10 in the league in receiving this year. Uh, He's currently sitting at number 9 with 1,151 receiving yards. Uh, 13.7 yards per reception, catching 68% of his targets. Those are 
incredible numbers. He's averaging just under 10 yards per target, which at his volume is absolutely incredible. So Hopkins obviously is a top five, top 10 at worst wide receiver, nine touchdowns this year also. So this is going to be really interesting because these are two guys who play a similar style on their respective sides of the ball. These are two big physical guys who like to press up and win at the line of scrimmage, especially Tremaine Johnson definitely over the past few weeks has been getting much better, uh, getting back to his bread and butter, getting physical at the line, making plays that way. So DeAndre Hopkins checks in with an 87th percentile arm length at the wide receiver position going up against Tremaine Johnson, who's got 95th percentile arm length at the cornerback position. So both these guys are lengthy, they're long, they're physical, want to beat you at the line. So it's going to be really interesting to see these two guys go at it. And it's going to be a great test for Johnson, who's been a lot better lately. But like we said, beating Marcus Mariota and Corey Davis and Josh Allen and Robert Foster and Zay Jones, beating those guys is a whole different animal compared to playing against DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, one of the most prolific duos of quarterback and receiver in the league. So this is going to be a really good opportunity for Johnson to not to say earn his money because the season is over, of course, but Johnson's going to be a huge part of the team next season. So to see him perform in a matchup like this and put together a third straight game here, third straight good performance here late in the season, and then hopefully over the last couple games against Rodgers and Brady put out a couple good performances, if Johnson can finish the season strong and we can go into next season confident that he's still got it because there have been times this year in which you could legitimately question his athleticism, his speed, not being able to cover downfield, deep routes up the middle, down the sideline. He got burnt on a lot. So if he can finish this season strong and we can go into next season thinking that Johnson won't be a complete liability with his contract for this team, it would be a huge plus because if the Jets are going to make the playoffs next year, uh, push to end this playoff drought, Johnson's going to have to be a big part of it, uh, living up to his contract that the Jets gave him this year since the Jets are locked into it for 2019 and possibly 2020 as well. So it's go- this is a huge test for Johnson, the best wide receiver he's going to face this year, uh, having missed the Vikings game earlier uh, against Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. So DeAndre Hopkins, unquestionably the best wide receiver Johnson will face this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do in this matchup. So let's talk about the guy who's been throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he started the season a little bit slow, and there were some questions about a sophomore slump. He threw picks in each of his first six games, but since then he's only thrown uh, picks in one of his past seven games, and he's been on absolute fire lately. Uh, You look at his last six games coming into this game against the Jets. Watson's thrown 12 touchdowns, two picks, 73% completion rate, eight and a half yards per attempt, 118 quarterback rating. So he's been on fire. He has not declined at all here in his second season, totally living up to the draft. Uh, the high first-round pick the Texans invested in him, uh, trading up also to get him in last year's draft. So you look at the numbers compared to last year for this uh, to this year for Watson, the touchdown percentage has dropped off for him because last year it was absurd what he was putting up. 19 touchdowns in seven games. 9% of his pass attempts were touchdowns, which is completely insane. So that's leveled out a bit, but he's still got a 5.5% touchdown percentage this year, which is a really solid number. And he's got his picks down too. Had eight picks in seven games last year, and like I said, he's got the picks down recently. So his interception percentage this year is down to 2.2 compared to 3.9% last year. So a huge drop-off there, taking much better care of the ball. His yards per attempt is at the same level. So he's been phenomenal this season, totally carrying 
the explosiveness in the playmaking that he showed last season uh, into a larger sample this season. He's got 9-4 record in his 13th start, so Watson's totally living up to the hype. He looks like he's going to be star for a long time. So on the ground, too, is an area where Watson has played well. He's averaging 31.5 rushing yards per game this season. He's got two scores, 5.5 yards to carry. Total of 410 yards on the ground this season, which is fifth among quarterbacks on the year. So you look at the Jets' defense, and this is a defense with the Jets this year that has struggled to contain quarterbacks on the ground. And I do think part of that has to do with the coaching we saw against Josh Allen last week as Josh Allen put over 100 yards on the Jets on the ground last week. The Jets didn't adjust. They didn't put a spy on him and brought a lot of all-out blitzes early in the game as well that gave Allen a lot of room to run. So the Jets have struggled with running quarterbacks this year. Allen put up 101 yards and a touchdown on them last week. The Jets have allowed the third most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season. So Deshaun Watson, with everything he's done well, the running game has been a big part of it. He's chosen the right times to use it. He's balanced uh, his explosive playmaking down the field with his legs. He's not been a run-first kind of guy. And I think that's what you saw at Clemson. He wasn't a kind of player who was looking to use his legs first. He's always looking to throw the ball first, make a play down the field, make sure he's going through all his reads, make sure he's not leaving a big passing play on the field before he uses his legs. So he's efficient with how he uses the ground game, uh, knowing when to knowing when to scramble, knowing when to throw the ball. So on the ground, he's a really good weapon in the NFL, like we thought he would be coming out of Clemson's. Uh, He's obviously not as explosive in terms of the rushing yards as Josh Allen has been, as Cam Newton has been every single year, but that's not his game. Like we said, he's going to be smart with it. He's going to make sure that big passing plays are taken advantage of when those opportunities are presented to him. And then in turn, he's making smart decisions, knowing when to tuck and run and knowing when not to. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Jets can contain that aspect of the game. And obviously coaching isn't something that we really care about at this point, knowing that Todd Bowles is going to be gone next year and probably most of the staff as well. But it would definitely be a positive development to see the players be put in better positions to make plays on mobile quarterbacks like Allen last week and facing Deshaun Watson this week. So before we wrap up here with this quick uh, look at the Houston Texans, let's talk about the Houston defense. And it's an interesting unit because there are a lot of ups and downs here. The Texans are fifth in overall scoring defense this season and third and fewest points allowed per drive. But it's interesting where they've gotten that production from because you look at their situational defense, their middle of the pack and third down defense, only 16th and they're 30th in the league in red zone defense, giving up touchdowns 74% of the time in the red zone. But the thing that has really helped the Texans this season is field position because of how good they've been on the offensive side of the ball. The Texans have the best starting field position in the league on defense this year. So that's really helped them in spite of their red zone struggles. Because you look at their red zone numbers on defense this season, the Texans have only faced 34 red zone trips on defense. That's the second fewest in the league. So the fact that they struggle to defend the red zone is mitigated by the fact they don't have to defend the red zone that much since they're getting really good field position thanks to the offense. Even though the offense is only 12th in scoring this season and 17th in scoring per drive, they're getting the defense good field position, not punting from deep in their own territory, moving the ball enough to help out the defense. And the Texans defense starting at their own 25.3 yard line on average this season, not obviously the 25.3, you can round that to the 25 yard line, but 25 yard line is the average start 
for the Texans defense, which is the best in the league. So they benefited from that and played a really good bend but don't break defense. Struggling in the red zone, but again, the red zone battle is interesting for the Jets. We talked about it a lot over the past few weeks. Over the past two Know Your Foe episodes, I believe, I mentioned the opposing team's red zone defense as an interesting battle for the Jets as they continue to try to get that red zone offense out of the basement. And there were some good developments this past week for the Jets. Robbie Anderson had four red zone targets in this Bills game after having only one red zone target the entire season before that. And he caught two of those targets, uh, had a seven-yard catch to set up a field goal in the red zone that almost was a touchdown, uh, and also had a seven-yard touchdown on Darnold's amazing scramble drill touchdown. That was a great effort. I I went completely insane for that touchdown because at the same time, it's awesome for Darnold. It was great to see Robbie Anderson finally get involved in the red zone and prove that he can make plays beyond the go route uh, in the smaller areas of the field when things get tight down in the red zone. Uh, he shook Tredavious White on the scramble drill there on that Darnold touchdown, finding a way to get open towards the middle of the field to help Darnold complete that incredible play. Uh, Also an interesting fact here from ESPN before we move on. Uh, They brought up ESPN stats and information brought up that Sam Darnold ran, I believe, 46 yards on that that passing touchdown to Anderson, uh, the scramble touchdown, which is the most yards run by a quarterback on a completion over the past two years. So that was interesting. But anyway, Robbie Anderson finally got involved in the red zone. Uh, The Jets scored two short yardage touchdowns. Uh, Trenton Cannon had one early and a good development for him because obviously the between the tackles game, the power game isn't really what you expect to see from him. But to get that red zone touchdown, his first career score was big. Elijah McGuire with a phenomenal run to win the game. Uh, Really good patience on that run for McGuire at the end of the game. The hole was not there, but he bounced it outside, stayed patient, waited for it to develop. That was a really good touchdown, a really good play from him. His first touchdown of the season won the game for the Jets. So there were some positive developments for the Jets in the red zone in this game. Wasn't perfect. They did kick a field goal from, I believe, the one-yard line uh, early in that game after not being able to punch it in. But there were some positive developments, so the Jets are getting a little bit better there with Sam Darnold back. Definitely good to see Darnold really help the Jets' red zone offense uh, upon his return. Jets are still last in red zone touchdown percentage this season, but took a big step last week with Sam Darnold. So going up against a red zone defense that struggled this season, it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep taking that step. And especially with Darnold, with Robbie Anderson, guys who you hope are here next season, uh, Darnold obviously will be, but we'll see with Robbie Anderson if he'll be back. But Anderson has had a lead deep ball. We saw it. It appeared again, finally as Darnold hit Anderson on that deep bomb down the right sideline. But to see Anderson get involved in the red zone to start to expand his game a little bit more. We've seen flashes of it last year and this season. When things have gotten going, when he's been schemed open properly, when his quarterback has been on their game, because uh, Anderson has been missed a ton this season when he's been open, uh, hurting his numbers a lot. But it was good to see Anderson get involved in the red zone. Uh, red zone production is extremely key in today's Ben, but don't break NFL. You want a quarterback who can produce in the red zone, and that's really the difference between a good season and a bad season. Uh, Really often in the NFL, you look at the Jets over the past few years, the three worst red zone uh, touchdown scoring offenses since 2014 would be the 2014 Jets, 2016 Jets, and the 2018 Jets. And not surprisingly, those three seasons have been really disappointing for them. And and, and, in between that, uh, the Jets were, when they... Smash expectations last year. Well, smash. They won five games. But when they were better than expectations and competitive last year, 
most of the time in 2017. They were middle of the pack red zone offense. And in 2015, when Ryan Fitzpatrick had his career year, the Jets were a top red zone offense all season, top three, top five throughout the year. So red zone offense is huge, and it's an extremely key part of quarterbacking. So to see Sam Darnold uh, continue to make progressions there is really promising. And Houston gives them a good opportunity playing at home against a team that has struggled to defend the red zone, a good opportunity to keep building momentum there. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Know Your Foe. Thanks again for listening in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania to keep up with everything Jets and get the latest on this awesome Know Your Foe podcast you should be listening to every week. Uh, in the off season, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll see what we're going to do with the pod at that point. We could talk a lot of free agency, uh, break down potential free agent targets, and then move into the draft, potential draft targets, do a lot of scouting reports, and uh, get some opposing views from people who know these players uh, from their side, their point of view. So it's going to be a lot of fun in the offseason. And we got three games coming up still against some really good quarterbacks, uh, two more after this Houston game. So definitely stay tuned here with us at Know Your Foe, and also stay tuned with all the other great pods dropping at Turn On The Jets Digital. You can find most of my writing on the Jets as always, at gangrenation.com. Definitely check us out there when you get a chance. And thanks a ton for listening in. I'll be back to preview the Jets' final home opponents of the season, the Green Bay Packers, next week. Talk to you then.